What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Looking forward to having a great episode here with Locked on Boston College host AJ Black. Guys, it is going to be a good time because the ACC in football has finally decided that they're going to do away with the Atlantic and Coastal Division. I feel like all summer long we have planned to talk about Atlantic versus Coastal, and now looking towards the future, we might not have to do that. And that's just very exciting for, I think, a lot of teams as we move and shift to this 355 system. So let's bring AJ Black to show to have this conversation today. AJ, thank you so much for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's a crazy day in ACC football talk. Yeah, right. I think that, you know, as much as I talked about basketball yesterday, football was like, hold on, wait a minute. I need yep. us to bring it on back to the real thing here in ACC football. If you have not heard, is switching to a three-five-five model structure whereby each team will play three primary opponents annually and face the other 10 league teams twice during the four-year cycle, once at home and once on the road. The schedule will allow each team to face all 13 conference opponents home and away at least once during the four-year cycle, and the structure was adopted by the league's ADs and athletic facility representatives earlier today in the time of this recording. It is on Tuesday, so we have a lot of teams who will figure out who their new permanent partners are for the next four years and then maybe they'll move. So initial reaction, of course, we'll start with you in terms of Boston College and who your teams you'll have to face, Boston College being Miami, Pitt, and Syracuse. You're looking at that and you're saying Miami maybe the only head scratcher, but other than that, Pitt and Syracuse pretty good. Yeah, I mean, for, for BC, this is the um, – it, it's it's getting the Big East all back together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You get four teams with Big East uh, history. BC has history with all – three teams. I mean, Flutie and, and Miami. And yeah. there was also a, on the other end, Ed Reed had that big interception against BC when BC was about to beat the number one Miami hurricanes um, in 2001. This history there. Um, I love this just in general, because just from a, a general enjoying football perspective, right. Okay. Um, there's a, a few different things. First of all, you, you know, the coastal, the coastal anarchy that was going on for years where you'd have a ton of teams that were like, you know, eight and four, seven and five, and trying to figure out who wins while you have Clemson going 12 and 0 and Florida State going 10 and 2, going, why the hell can't they play each other? Yeah. Um, that's gone. And I, I like that. I like that it's and it's not just the coastal, it's it's just in general. You want the two best teams to play yeah. in the in the championship game. You get that now. Um I like that. I and from a fan's perspective, this is win-win too, because mm-hmm. again, just from a BC perspective, I cannot remember. The last time BC played Duke at home, I think it was 2011 mm-hmm. and UVA. I God, I couldn't tell you that game. I can't even think of it. It was so long ago. That yeah. should not happen. Right. Right. And, and this new system changes all that so that every team you get fresher opponents, you get fresher matchups more often. And I like that for, and I think every team in the conference should like that because you'll get teams that you didn't play before and you get, you know, little nuances to your schedule every year. That's a little different. It's not like the same five, six teams over and over and over again. And I like that. And I think that that brings a little bit of lifeblood back into the ACC. Yeah. A hundred percent agree there. And I think for a conference, I was trying to figure out very hard how to move forward and maybe be more progressive in their football schedules. This was the perfect time, right? Because you had the opportunity to say, listen, what we're doing is working okay, 
But when you start to make the case and the arguments for some of these teams that were on the fringe, like the Wake Forces of the world who were undefeated but for so long, and then were trying to get into the college football playoff conversation, it's hard to defend a less than stellar Atlantic Coast Conference, Atlantic division, especially when Clemson is having an off season. So right. had you played different teams, maybe you would have built your resume up differently. So now you have the opportunity and the chance to play other schools who are having good years. And you can, again, build on your resume and be the, have the opportunity to potentially put yourself into postseason play at a much higher scale. So I'm excited for that opportunity for a lot of these schools who have been begging for the chance to say, hey, it can't just be we beat, beat or win or lose to Clemson, and that's our win or loss to having a strong New Year's Six or potentially college football playoff conversation. Now you get to build a resume differently. Right. And you look at the schedules that come up, and it's, it's different every year. And from an Atlantic perspective, you're not just saying, okay, I have to play Clemson every year there's a loss or this is a team that that's, that's going to be a, a rough out. You could have schedules where it doesn't include like from a Boston college perspective, you, you know, you're looking at next year, Clemson's not on the schedule yeah. and that blows my mind. <laughs> you know, like, they, are you they, excited about that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> And I get folks already going, we want to play the best teams. Oh, great. Well, look at 2024 for BC. They get Clemson, Florida state, Miami, Michigan state, Missouri, uh, I mean, they've got every everybody on that schedule. So just sure. that's that's the other flip side of the coin, right? Like, yeah, you get like years where you're like, okay, oh, this this is a manageable. You got Virginia Tech or Virginia and Duke, and these are winnable games. Now you you're looking at things a little differently. But then you look at another season, you're like, oh crap, that's that's a buzzsaw, and that's tough. Yeah. But I think that's the fun part of college football. It's not the same thing every year now, and there's all sorts of little nooks and crannies that can adjust how the outcome of the season can go. And I think there's another uh, wild card coming up that they're trying for that could really throw uh, a loop into this. And that's trying to get Notre Dame in on this. Yeah, exactly. And definitely talking about the positives in terms of why this is good for the ACC. And you mentioned having a little bit of newness towards it. And I think also just getting some of the band back together, like you mentioned the big East, but also having some of these old classic rivalries be more of a staple. When we look at Clemson, they'll have Florida state, Georgia tech and NC state. NC state has definitely put themselves in the conversation to have a consistent rivalry with Clemson in terms of the high energy games that we've seen in these past couple of years. And of course, the national championship contention of the Florida States and the Clemsons of the world. I think it'll be great for those fan bases and really for the ACC to have some great TV deals in terms of viewership when it comes to Clemson and Florida State matchups. Right. And it, it, it gives you much more flexibility on that end. And I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it helps to, to sell itself, right? Look at what I, I go back to 2020 and it was a fluky year, but it, it gave B, uh, the ACC a test run on yeah. how this could work. And you had that season where you had Clemson and, and Notre Dame play. And I think it was the first game Notre Dame won. And then they got a rematch because it was, there was no divisions in the, in the championship game. And it was a heck of a game. Yeah. You know, you had two, and I'm sure, I'm sure the TV net, networks were, were stoked about that. Um, because the ratings were through the roof and you had Clemson win that one. So I think it, it allows things to happen more naturally, less, you know, forced. And I think that will be to the benefit of the conference. 
Yeah, absolutely. Then we have Duke facing off against North Carolina and NC State and Wake Forest. And to me, that was probably the most obvious. Let's do what we got to do. The four schools in North Carolina in a part of the Atlantic Coast Conference playing each other every single year is just, yeah, that's the gimme. And you have the Wake Forests and the Dukes, the private schools of the world, right? NC State yep. and North Carolina, you have to play. Going in alphabetical order here, Florida State will play Clemson, Miami, and Syracuse. They had to have the Miami. You had to have the Florida State – or had to have the Clemson one on the map. But I would love to get into, you know, co- what co- coach – Commissioner Jim Phillips had to say when it came to this conversation in terms of just where we're growing as a conference. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible – for your local chain or auto parts stores to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning with, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution for your car and your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. Use all the parts available in your car or truck, right? Locked on in your how-to-do-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. We're rocking and rolling here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College going over the ACC uh, new design, really the new model for the coming football seasons through 2023 and 2026. We had Commissioner Phillips have the conversation of the future of ACC football scheduling model provides significant enhancements for our schools and conferences with the most important being our student athletes having the opportunity to play every school, both home and away over four year period. And for me, I think about the conversations that Coach Dave Doran out of NC State was having in terms of saying Duke is literally in our backyard and we never play them once every like eight years. It's so important to finally have people who are in your backyard play because I think it ultimately makes you better, right? We talk about getting a little bit of consistency going and the way Duke has needed, I think, more competition in terms of having to play the like, I don't know, the Northwesterns of the world or the UNC Charlottes, even though they lost them, it's fine. We, we forget on that one. But playing people who are, you know, pretty much elevated in terms of North Carolina State and getting their North Carolina uh, UNC Chapel Hill, it's high time that you just kind of match energies and bring better conversation. But your thoughts here, we'll love to know, AJ, what are you feeling good about in terms of seeing some of these matchups and the consistency that it'll bring for the conference? I love, and you brought it up, you know, to, to get the regional matchups focused more. Mm-hmm. And you lost a lot of that with the divisional play, you know, Pitt, Syracuse were on opposite ends, BC and, Sierra, and Pitt, but also, you know, the, the Tobacco Road crew, right? Yeah. With, as you mentioned, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest. That's what you want. Those are the more important games for the conference. Uh, it, 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 you know, the Wake Forest is against like Pitt, yeah, that's great because it was the ACC championship, but long-term, is that really what's going to draw eyeballs? No, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the local stuff. And that's yep. what, when you go back in the history of college football, those are the the matchups that really matter. Yeah. I mean, 100%. if you were to ask any pit fan, what their most 
heated rivalry game is. It's not even on their schedule anymore. I think they just rescheduled a whole bunch of them, but is West Virginia because it's right in their backyard. Mm -hmm. And you get those pit West Virginia games. Those games are nuts. (laughs) Same thing with Miami and Florida state, you know, the, 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 the regional games have an extra flair to them. Yeah. And I thought the ACC did an excellent job, both in the, the Northern group and the Southern group of really addressing that. Yeah. So that, you know, you get those games. like for, for BC, like, I, I, you know, I'm an older fan. Well, I'm older. I'm 40, but <laughs> you know, I, I was a BC fan back when they were in the big East to have three other big East schools, two of them regional, you know, rivals to them is a big deal. It, 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 it does a nice job of infusing the history and the region into these matchups so that they all matter. They all yeah. matter to BC. Right. Yeah. But that's not just for, for the Northeast. I'm saying yeah. you look down that list, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got Virginia with Louisville, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Again, regional stuff here. Virginia Tech's got Pitt, Virginia, and Wake Forest. I don't know, this just seems like it was thrown in there. But <laughs> I think for the most part, I looked at these and I was like, you know, they nailed it. I thought yeah. they did a great job of the regional stuff, but also not giving anyone. You don't have any teams that are like absolutely like loaded with like historically good teams you don't see like clemson and florida state on and i don't think on anyone's roster you don't see (laughs) i you'd imagine someone like with like clemson miami and florida state and go oh my gosh nothing like that but you see like a a smattering of like a a really good program or a program that's up and coming with some solid programs in there and it's a nice blend it's not like gonna slaughter a team right off the bat uh though georgia tech having clemson and georgia every year That's all, yeah. that's that's going to be tough. Um, but I, I think they did a nice blend of that, too. And I think that really uh, it, it was thoughtful. And I thought it it, it did a nice job of, of addressing all of those needs going into the future. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I think from me and operations background, from my perspective, it's very cost effective to have these teams travel a lot closer to home. Than mm-hmm. having to go, you know, across the country to play these games, stay nights, you know, a couple days earlier or whatever you have to do to get ready for games. We know that it's not like basketball. You have football teams traveling in droves. That's it gets expensive and costly. So if we're going to say that our <laughs> we're trying to be more as cost efficient as possible, we definitely have to take into account that a lot of these regional mashups are certainly going to help the ACC moving forward. As I had stopped at Florida State, talked about Georgia Tech. AJ mentioned Clemson, Louisville, and Wake Forest. Louisville face off against Georgia Tech and Virginia, Miami, Boston College, Florida State, and Louisville. Here in North Carolina playing Duke in State and Virginia is very much like let's get back to the old Southern roots. Let's get back to like what we know here. That seems to be the very much, okay, if I had to pick the teams, this is what it is for North Carolina. Old historic rivalries. NC State having that Clemson, Duke, North Carolina Pitt having Boston College, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech, which I think Pitt and Boston College and Syracuse is perfect. Boston, Syracuse having Boston College, Florida State, and Pitt. Virginia having Louisville, North Carolina, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech having Pitt, Virginia, and Wake Forest. And I run through these, and of course, we're going to spend more episodes going into greater detail. But I think the one that gives me the most pause is the one at the bottom, and that is Wake Forest. Duke, okay. Georgia Tech was a head scratcher and Virginia Tech was a head scratcher for me in terms of Virginia Tech. I mean, in terms of Wake Forest. Yeah. And it made me a little disappointed for Wake Forest fans because you take away that NC State matchup that has become pretty much same energy as NC State and Clemson. And it has been a very much a decision maker in terms of the Atlantic. 
And I just think overall, Wake Forest, I think, earned a better rotation. Just Yeah, it just seems kind of haphazardly thrown together. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> we had to pick Duke, you know, you guys are both private schools, do what you do. And not for nothing, they have to run the same style kind of program in terms of you got to get guys who are going to stay one or two years, going to get their degrees. Right. You're not going to get the five stars necessarily, right? You know you're going to come in there and get some work out of your first and second years. But then you yep. also just look at like the Georgia Techs and the Virginia Techs of the world where I'm like, well, Wake Forest is a little, I think, have stepped their game up to not necessarily deserve the Georgia Techs of the world, but also the Virginia Tech. I think that once they get back to who they were, it'll certainly be a good matchup. But again, that was probably the, the array that I was most like, huh, I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For, for, for Wake Forest, I mean, they, yeah. they were just in the ACC championship game and they get relegated to like, right. here, you get the scraps of whatever we can find to throw on your table. Right. Um, to, to their benefit, though, you can also say that they have three teams, at least right now, that are very winnable games for, yes. the, for the immediate future. And, and I, again, I'm not buying on Virginia Tech for a while. I think they're <laughs> going to take a little while. Duke and Georgia Tech, oof, uh, yeah, they're in rough shape right now. So I think that's a positive that Wake's got some built-in wins for a while. They don't, they didn't run into Clemson or Miami. And um, I think that's a positive. I mean, you can look at it that way too. A hundred percent could be a positive. And I think that ultimately, as you mentioned before, there's not a team here that I look at the list and say, yep, those are all gimmies. And I think that makes Uh that exciting about the ACC. None of this is all gimme. Like I think once again, Wake Forest, probably has the easier of the whole list, but none of these say you're going to win all three and keep it pushing or nobody should look at their schedule and feel like, damn, how are we going to overcome three losses every season? Cause if not for nothing, you would hope that there should be some elevation and you can at least be competitive in some of these matchups. The only team I can look at that said and look at and say, damn, they're, they're in some tough shape <laughs> is Georgia tech <laughs> Clemson, Louisville, wake forest with an out of conference of Georgia, uh, at least for the, time being is um, not a good place, especially with the way Louisville is recruiting and and doing things right now. That, that, I mean, Wake Forest is in a good shape. Clemson's in really good shape. Georgia's obviously in top notch. That's, that's almost like four losses immediately before season starts, unless they figure out something. And I don't know if that's Jeff Collins or what, but that's it. They're they're the only one I'm looking at going, Ooh, that's, that, that's a rough draw. It is rough. And I also think that, you know, you look at Georgia Tech and where they are regionally. Atlanta is a great place to play, right? You have a great city. It should be a good draw. It's it's a shame how they're struggling so mildly. I mean, they have freaking studs that have come through that system. So it's hard to sit here and say, like, why why are things not going right? And to me, it's only you can only at times look at leadership. So hopefully once they get that adjusted, they're able to kind of make that shift. But for the need to knows in terms of this whole conversation, there is only one division. Are you sad to see Atlantic and Coastal go, or is it high time we change? Uh, as an, as someone who covers the Atlantic Conference uh, division, <laughs> I was not sad to see that. There's a part of me in, in terms of just like watching chaos to see what would go on with the Coastal. That being said, it seems like things are starting to straighten out a little bit there, where there's you know teams that are, I mean. I don't want to put the horse in front of the cart with Miami. I see a lot of people doing that right now. And I'm worried. Yeah. yeah, How many times has the U been back and they have not been back. Um, But I I, I think I will miss that piece where it's like, um, you know, four teams that are within one game of each other with like two games left and to see 
to decide who gets to go get, you know, the, their doors blown off by Clemson. <laughs> um, I, I will miss that. I will miss. Yeah. I, and, you know, there is always the, the, co- the, the conference pieces that I, I, I mean, the divisional pieces that I will, um, I, I will miss some of those things, but for the most part, I, I'm, I'm, I've been done with this for about three or four years. Yeah, I agree. I think that ultimately it's only so many times you can say Clemson's about to take over the Atlantic and then it's going to be everybody else. Only so many times the coastal where you call it crazy and you say, I don't know what's going to happen. And you genuinely don't know what's going to happen because you assume somebody's going to be great. North Carolina, I'm looking at you. And then you get disappointed mightily. So it's, it's fair to say that one division is totally in agreement for most parties because it shakes things up and it keeps it interesting. And again, as we mentioned, regional Regional games are going to be so essential for how the ACC continues to grow its platforms in terms of television, in terms of how it grows its conference, all of the things in between. So if you are looking for the opportunity to get in on some of the action early, now that you know the conference schedule, I highly recommend you hit up Bet Online, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Bet Online definitely has all of the sports wagering, including live betting, esports. Some of the current things happening in terms of NHL playoffs, although you can pick next year's prediction, because shout out to the Colorado Avalanche, who were able to win the Stanley Cup. There is Major League Baseball. Maybe you can predict who's going to be the latest All-Stars and all that good stuff, or maybe who's going to fight in the next game, because that's clearly a thing right now. And BetOnline.net remains the number one spot for all of your sports, sports, podcasts, and news. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we'll wrap up the show here, speaking with A.J. Black of Locked On Boston College. And, of course, we mentioned that the ACC's new football schedule model will have no more divisions. And so without a division, you're like, okay, well, Joker, how do you freaking win or figure out who's going to be in the conversation when it's all said and done? According to this new model, the top two teams by conference win percentage will play on the first Saturday in December. So if and when, because not even if, when we do see this one division happening, do you think someone outright is going to make that leap and just say, who, thank the Lord, we don't have to worry about this, and they're going to be in that conversation to be one of those top two spots? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I think... I, like I think that. I think we're going to see some good um, rotational football where there's going to be teams that maybe jump into this conversation quickly and yeah. then they, they kind of fade back. And then, you you know, I think looking forward, you're probably going to see Clemson in the top two spots for a while. Um, I mean, they're they're just built that way. Mm-hmm. Um the worry, my biggest worry is that it'll just be a Clemson Miami thing for a couple of years, but I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. I think there's just too many variables right now. And I, again, I am very nervous about saying the U is back. I, I will, I am not there yet. <laughs> Alex Dono is getting mad at you as we speak, as he listens, he's like, what the hell? Hey, that's all right. I, you know, <laughs> every, every, every conference needs a bad guy and we've got ours. So a thousand percent. Um. And so, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this new scheduling system pans out. Will it just, will it be the same, but without conference or without divisions, or will we see like a team slip through that, you know, gets a 
good gamut of bad teams that they get to play each year yeah uh, or or something weird like that it could happen um it's just I think it's time for change to figure out how this works and to see if it does. Cause I thought 2020 was a perfect test run. And as I said before, and I thought um, I want to see more of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And to see BC play like for, from a Boston college perspective, to see them play fresher teams, to get those chances. And they, you know, their record was similar to what it was with uh, divisions, but I I think it it does throw a little bit of, of, a different look on the schedule every year. And for fans, it, it's only a win-win when you get your tick, your season tickets in the mail every year and you see a whole bunch of different teams that you're not used to. I think that's going to spark some interest, right? Like yeah. what I, I think, I, I think back to just what BC fans think of, right. Cause I, again, that's where I, I, I get my perspective from when you just see uh, NC state, Wake Forest, Virginia tech, Clemson. Okay. Those are fun teams, but we've seen them for, you know, 15 straight years now, mm-hmm. but to see like, Oh, there's Miami, there's Duke, there's UVA, there's Georgia Tech on here thrown in with all these other schools. I think that that piece, too, will 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 rise, uh, will will raise more interest in in those regular conference games. So I think all in all, it's going to all the tides going to rise in this conference. And this this move will help the, the the overall health of the ACC, which I know a lot of folks were worried about in terms of a lot of factors moving forward. Yeah, and I think that it gives you an opportunity to see some of the stars of the ACC. Like they have these one-off teams who, you know, you have the Syracuse's of the world, you have a really good running back, but you might never play them, right? Right. What is his name? Why can't I say? Sean Tucker. There it is. And you're like, hey, maybe I'll get to see Sean Tucker in person, right? Or maybe I get to see Devin Leary as they play NC State. Maybe you not know, have the opportunity to see Mario Cristobal take them you back and do whatever they have to do. I think it's going to be really good to see that progression. But more importantly, I think overall, as you've mentioned, and you hit a nail on the head, it's about growth and sustaining a conference that's in desperate need of some flashy wins, some classic performances, some you had to see it. Like I remember the Clemson and the Notre Dame, not Notre Dame, yes, was it Clemson Notre Dame? Yep. Clemson Notre Dame game where, you know, Trevor Lawrence wasn't in there and we had to have Big Cinco step up and all of these things that of course are nice, but we would love them to be consistent. So, you know, you have great time and opportunity there. You also look at the fact that, you know, the NC States of the world, the pits of the world, the Wake Forest of the world can squeak in and they don't have to be beholden to the Clemson's or the Florida States or the Miami's. Like you can make a name for yourself to where you're consistently great and you're not having to be like, oh, okay, well, let's hope I get the luck of the draw from the same schedule I've had the past 15 years and hope that I get to be, you know, maybe just maybe this might be my year because Clemson is down. Or maybe just maybe, you know, the Atlantic decides that's going to eat itself up. Yep. The Coastal just is what it is. Now, it's every man's game. You wanted an opportunity. You wanted it to be a clean slate for everybody. Whoop, here it is. Uh, yeah, totally. And again, I go back to this, and you you could talk about it on another episode, but the, the, the cherry on the top of this has to be that this is setting up for a push for Notre Dame. Yeah. Because – you could get Notre Dame with with rivalries and they, they, they let them choose, right? Like they could say, I want Clemson, Florida State and whoever. And I would say Boston College because of the Catholic rivalry, but <laughs> they may not. That's OK. Yeah. But I think that kind of potential, especially if they link this new scheduling system into the college football players, which they will or and push towards. Hey, if you're an independent, we're going to push you further down the list. 
this may make it more attractive for a team like Notre Dame to say, hey, okay, this is starting to look more interesting to us because we're not in a division. We could play all these different teams. We might do that. So I think that's going to be Jim Phillips cherry on the cake right now. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love a little Catholic rapper. I think that would be dope. AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Oh, absolutely. You can follow me on uh, Locked On Boston College. I have an episode out on all of this today. If you want to hear me make a reference to Miami and and use some wrestling terms where I refer to them (laughs) as the heels of college football and how excited I am that they get to be on BC's schedule instead of Clemson. And not just because I don't want to see BC play a tough team. (laughs) It's because Miami's infinitely more hateable than Clemson. Um, You check out my podcast from that. It's up on YouTube right now as well. And all my work is up on bcbulletin.com. No doubt about it. Guys, come back tomorrow. We have more football conversations to have. And more importantly, we have to get you ready for the season. I mean, summer is a great time to make those wild predictions. Drizzy Drake will be in the, be in the building for just that. For Candace Cooper and AJ Black, until next time.